Hello, everyone. This is Happy Work Environment, the podcast. I'm your host, Lala Maher, co-hosting with David Andrew. And in the last podcast, we talked about ownership of time. And in this podcast, we will talk about ownership in terms of ourselves and our responsibilities. We'll be addressing the blame culture that may exist in your team or in your organization. We'll also be talking about taking ownership versus self-blame. Hello, David. Welcome to another podcast. Hi, Lana. Nice to see you. (laughs) So today we're talking about ownership in terms of ourselves and responsibilities. We touched points on this last time in some organizations and some teams that we can recognize blame culture. Why is blame there? Why do people blame each other? I think uh, blaming people is kind of something that we kind of learn as a as young kids you know especially if you have a sibling or a friend and something goes wrong you know and uh, uh, because of fear of repercussions of consequences uh, we point our finger to someone else the kids do it i've done it and maybe i still do it i don't know but uh, if i'm going to do it now i'll be more aware because i'm doing this podcast so it's a good training ground for me too but yeah, it, it, it's, it's that we, we want to blame someone because uh, we are afraid of what, what the consequences are going to be. Uh, it, fear does play a big factor. And I can imagine how this fear plays out at a workplace. I was there uh, and I did not know how all this politics at work was working. And I did get blamed for things that I didn't even know that I was responsible for. Uh, I just want to uh, address one point since you said the word blame, especially in the organizations and in workplaces. Uh, Blame has been legitimized now. It gets legitimized. Uh, We find, we back it up with evidence. We say this, this, this happened. So we legitimize blame, you know. And although on the surface, it's things, okay, we know who's done it. They are hold them accountable, whatever needs to be done. But if you look at a, the deeper work that happens when somebody is blamed, uh, whether for right reasons or not, it really impacts that human being itself. It undermines their, of just being the person that they are. Whether they did it deliberately or not, we don't know. But blaming somebody and legitimizing it uh, is very damaging to personal to people's well-being, especially in workplaces. And uh, like you, Lana, I too have experienced that, uh, you know, where I was collectively blamed for one person's mistake. Have you experienced that? You know, they, they, one person does wrong in the, in the department and everybody's <laughs> benefits and facilities are taken away. Oh, we are just going to do a blanket, uh, uh, you know, consequences on a whole thing and and i just thought that is not fair that is totally unfair that i am being also blamed for something that i'm not responsible for that happens in school a lot yeah it is it is a cultural thing and what our business happy work environment is always to instill 
happiness in the workplace. That's what we are going to focus on, that we have to deal with blame. We have to deal with responsibility to sustain and maintain happiness at the workplace. Talking about uh, creating a happy work environment, I feel that when we remove blame from the equation of the culture uh, at the workplace, then we will be creating or making space for a happier work environment where everybody in the workplace takes ownership. Yeah, yeah, totally right. Ownership is another thing that we need to explain. What is it? <laughs> yes. And one thing before moving on to the next point is that I feel that with blame, it creates an individualistic culture, which in a business or even in a partnership when we need to blame each other, we're just singling out the other person and we're also singling out ourselves because we want to look good. Yeah. We, we just want to protect this image that we have our, ourselves mm -hmm. rather than having this team-like mentality, this team mindset that mm. though we are in this together and we need to find a solution together, but when we just single out ourselves because we want to look good and just shine the light of shame on somebody else, then we're just creating that separation and we're not a team anymore. I, I agree. I agree. And, if, and, and, the, and the opposite of that is to not to do that. We have to mm -hmm. find ways of uh, taking responsibility of a situation and not pin it on a individual single person. Although that could well be the reason that one person did something and this has happened, but let's not single out that person. Let's look at the project. Let's look at this, uh, the work in hand and why did it go wrong? You know, what could have been done better that we, this could have been prevented? Explore those areas rather than saying, oh, because always you do this, you always do that. You know, that word always doesn't fit every time, but we still use it, mm -hmm. right? I never do it, never, always. You know, these are the words that actually has no credibility, no backed up, no, no evidence, no facts, nothing, but it's always said that way. Look, I'm also saying the word always. Maybe it's just the way we speak, but if you repeat that over and over again into someone's mind, they will feel like, yeah, it's always me, isn't it? They mm -hmm. always blame me. It's always me. And that's not going to make you happy at workplace. I think companies and organizations need to address the situation in their workplace and see what's going on. That brings us to the next point, taking ownership versus self-blame. Say when you are in a situation and you know that a responsibility of yours was not met for some reason, instead of saying, this is my fault, you can just say, this is my responsibility and I will take care of it. So we want to remove that fault, that shame, that blame yeah. completely from the language too. I mean, you know, as you said, it's the language, isn't it? Fault. Uh, I mean, I have a lot of examples of my work experience in a very corporate environment when I made a mistake on a machine that I was working on and I numbered something wrong because the way I said the machine, 10,000 copies were wrongly numbered. And I did not realize till the whole job was done. And when I went to recheck with my job docket, say, oh my goodness, 
this whole number is numbering is wrong. The sequence is totally wrong. And the client's going to reject this. Now, I was in two positions there. Just quietly pack it, send it off to the client and see if they find it or not. Second one was to go and own it up, which was very, very difficult. But I thought, you know what? I rather own this up now than let it go away. And it's going to haunt me for the rest of my days till it comes back to me. So what I did, and this is a great example, I went up to my manager and I says, I've got, I've got to say something to you. And then he says, what? I says, this numbering is wrong. The whole sequencing is wrong. Now you let that shock absorb, let that absorption just take place into your managers, in your boss's mind. And of course, they are going to ask you a lot of questions. How did it go wrong? Blah, 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 blah. And all you say is that one small mistake, human error, which I said, caused this machine to print this way. To cut a long story short, Lana, I felt immediately good that I had already gone and informed my manager. Now, my manager was kind to me and he said, oh, my goodness. And what I offered was to say, I will stay late when the job is reprinted again, collated and everything. And I will take responsibility by staying a little bit late, finish the job so our customers can still get it on time. So there's the difference. I could have said, sorry, it's my fault. I put my hands up. But still, <clears throat> the problem wasn't solved. But I also confessed. We came with a solution. We did not make much profit on that job, but the client did not get a bad job. And nobody fell out. I felt good. The manager felt good. And the initial shock itself was like a small fire that just goes up. And then when the oxygen runs out, it just dies down. David, thank you so much for the story. What I realized, a really great benefit of taking ownership is that you took ownership and you relieved yourself from being the only person that is carrying the burden of this mistake. That by confessing, by letting, by letting your management know, you received support as well in achieving this. I received support. My manager said, okay, let's be careful next time. <clears throat> and, you know, just the fact that because I said that, I admitted it without saying it's my, the word I did not use the word fault. Mm -hmm. The job has gone wrong. It is the job, right? And, and it's good to own up and be responsible than admitting to say it's my fault and beating yourself for it and feeling depressed and going home unhappy. I went home happy that evening because I have spoken. It's, it's something that we can all try in many areas of our life to say, you know what, things have gone wrong. I own up. I'll take responsibility. Let's see how we can fix it. That is something very important to say because how many of us just try to keep quiet and try to handle and deal with the situation on our own? And by just keeping quiet, like you said, you went home happy. But for the people that are keeping quiet because they're trying to figure out how to look good after solving the situation, um, instead of focusing on the situation itself and how to rectify the situation, they just carry it with them home, maybe for a day or two or even longer, and it festers and it feels bad. Of course, that doesn't create happiness at all. No, because when things start to fester and it feels bad and you 
you, if you're saying to yourself, I'm not good, this is not the first time I've made any mistake, and you recollect all the mistakes that you made in the past, here, there, and everywhere, in my opinion, that's a downward spiral. And I think uh, for a happy workplace, that's what we bring. We want to share that, no, you can be happy even when mistakes happen mm-hmm. <laughs> and things go wrong. Let's fix it. It's an organization. We are a team. Focus on that, you know, and it's a way forward, not a way backward, forward. We always move forward, right? And I think uh, developing that kind of an attitude, that mindset, right through the leadership process, the top leaders, the middle leaders, people who work, they can all develop this kind of attitude and mindset that we stop pointing fingers. Don't point fingers, address a situation that has happened. Mm-hmm. Don't put anyone as a scapegoat. Just address the situation, focus on the situation, and you'll find solutions. Mm. Blaming does not find solutions. No. Yes. Yeah. Scapegoat, I like the word scapegoat because that's the word I use. I hear the media talk about in political, they use him or her as a scapegoat. Maybe it's easier to use people as a scapegoat. It's easier. It doesn't take a lot of effort to blame someone else. But to readdress the situation, there could be lots of people who have contributed for the things to go wrong, but one person takes the blame. So scapegoat is probably not the answer. Mm-hmm. It's not the answer. It's not the solution at all. It, it's only the solution to the image that you're trying to protect. But that's when you know where your focus is. If you're focusing on your image or you're focusing on the task and finding the solution for that. And that's what makes us successful. When we really put our focus on the solution, we focus on us as a team, Uh, we ask each other for help, we provide each other with help, we listen to each other fully and try to find solutions together. I just want to add one word if I can, Lana. I want to use the word compassion. Mm. I was asked yesterday this networking meeting, give us one word that means to you a lot. I said, compassion, because there's kindness, there's care, there's love, there is all the empathy. But I want to say the word compassion, it sounds very nice. It's nice and cool. But also the compassionate heart, if we can start developing the compassionate heart, we'll be more forgiving to people. Not just tolerating abuse, but more forgiving and express kindness. And I think that is something that I would love to bring in to an organization that we start using the word compassion. At least think about it in our workplaces. It is so important to have compassion at the workplace to overcome a blame culture. And it would really help to practice compassion with ourselves. If you find yourself blaming yourself or taking on so much blame at work or in your personal life, practice compassion with yourself. And take ownership, take ownership, know what your responsibilities are first and take ownership of those responsibilities and take ownership of what you've promised and take ownership of asking for help when you need it, because that is also taking ownership and practicing compassion. So let's talk about ownership as leaders. How does ownership as a leader look like? Mm. 
uh, as a leader of my own business or in a leadership position, I have an immense amount of responsibility towards myself, towards the team, and towards my family, right? And But like as I said before, a leader is there not just to tell people what to do, what's good for them, but also to help people become leaders themselves. And by doing that, you lead a lot what you do. People will see your life more than they'll ever listen to your words, right? Uh, I began to practice this. And I can say now, looking back, that practicing was a lot harder for me than just saying things. But the more I practiced what I want, the way I wanted to be and lead people the way, the better I became at it. You, I'm going to support you as a leader so you can become a leader. So that's an attitude that I developed as a leader. There are some managers and some leaders that blame their team members and blame their employees for not doing a good job and not delivering on time or whatever it is. And that for me is a leader that, uh, that lacks ownership because what you said of a definition of a leader, a leader is there to help other people become leaders and that they take ownership of the team and it's their responsibility to bring the team together, their responsibility to uh, have the team perform at their best and deliver on time. Since that's the responsibility of a leader, having a leader or manager that blames their employees, then they're not doing their work as a leader, as a visionary, uh, as someone that is there to guide people to perform better. All what they're doing is putting them down by putting fault at them. And of course, creating this unsafe space for any employee to come up and express any situation, any wrong situation that is happening at work. And having a leader take ownership is a leader that doesn't single out any of their employees and that keeps on repeating the word team, that let's do this as a team. We're going to find a solution as a team. And when one of us Falls, we will all fall, so we all need to rise together. I completely agree with you, Lana, because whilst you were saying that, uh, you know, since I was put into a leadership position, uh, I had some coaching done by a CEO uh, a while ago. And I said, what does it take to be a CEO, leader of such a big organization like we had, what he was, you know, over 50,000 employees? And he says, David, remember three things. Listen to everybody. Listen to all your people, what they are saying. Listen very carefully. Ultimately, you have to make a decision and then take responsibility of the decision you make. Those three things he said to me, you know what? I have not forgotten that. So what do we do? We listen to everybody. We don't blame them. We just listen. People are expressing what they feel. You are their leaders. Your responsibility to support them, lead them, guide them, empower them, you know, inspire them, motivate them. That's what your job as a leader is. Because the work on the ground happens by lots and lots of people. However, when you make those big decisions that's going to affect the whole organization, then you become responsible because that's the position you've been put into, right? 
So I think there is no foolproof way to say that everything's going to be perfect every time. What there is are things that a person in charge can implement when things go wrong. Like our point topic today is that we don't want to blame others. Mm -hmm. We want to take ownership. It's like being a captain on the ship, that you're going to expect high waves, you're going to expect stormy weathers, but how can we be grouped together to overcome these stormy weathers and to also uh, set sail further and further? And that's how it works in any organization, like you said. Not everything is going to be all peaches and flowers all the time. But what we can do is work together to overcome whatever challenges and take ownership that each person takes ownership of their responsibility and also ownership of their time, like we spoke in the previous episodes. Yeah, I think one thing that I want to say is that if you're the leader of, a, of your business, if you're a team leader, if you're a manager, if you're a director, if you're a CEO, whatever position and authority that you have in the company, help people do the best get the best out of every single person that you're in charge of. Just one last point is for leaders to create a safe space that if you want to eradicate the blame culture within your team, create a safe space in your office or when your team is coming to talk to you about any problem that they're facing. You can listen, listen carefully, and make a decision and take ownership. Take ownership of your team, take ownership of their performance because that is your responsibility as a team and leader. And don't forget to be compassionate. Always be compassionate. And if you like this podcast, share with everybody that you know, tell them about it, tell them what you've learned, also, if you have any questions for us, any inquiries, or if you'd like to set up a meeting with us and see if you'd want to work with us, please email us at smile, S-M-I-L-E, at happyworkenvironment.com. Stay tuned for our next podcast. Bye for now. Bye.